When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hour 2 at Tail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We say hi to Mr. Blackshirt and welcome in Charlie McBride on a Tuesday. And apropos, because it's a defensive day, Coach, how are we doing? Thanks for a few minutes today. I'm doing good. I'm just... uh you know, recovering from all my kids leaving. <laughs> every time I walk around the house, I'm looking for somebody. And it's just me and my wife. So it's, it's, now we have to get used to that. Well, you had a house full. I'm so happy you got to see family and friends. And that's awesome. And uh, no better time than, than summertime to do it. We're in the day two of, of Nebraska camp coach and there's there's a lot of excitement there's some more thoughts on i guess and a definition for lack of a better word on this uh this tody white defense and the more i hear about it the more i think of your defense is just from a an attribute standpoint the speed the athleticism and just attacking and i want to start there with in your career and just time before and, and, and in Lincoln, just that decision to to be an attacking defense. It sounds so simple. It may be an obvious answer, but I'm going to ask you the why. Why was your cup of tea having an attacking defense? Well, one of the things is, is that we had is uh, we had a defense that didn't uh, that was pretty basic before uh, when I came. Ours was basic, but. Um, what I mean is there wasn't a lot of movement in the front and uh, there were some, a few, you know, little slants here and there and stuff like that. I, I looked at it as pretty easy to prepare for because I was on the other side of the ball for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I thought the biggest thing is, is the one, I think we played Utah one, one year. And that was about the first year we saw I, I, uh, shotgun quarterback and one back set and stuff like that and movement. And so I felt like one of the things is, is common sense tells you, you got to have speed. You got to be able to cover people. And the one thing I didn't want to do was have about 15 different uh, teams coming running on and off the field. (laughs) And normally by the time it's over, you've had a couple of mistakes. Somebody didn't go, somebody didn't do this or that. The speed thing was, is if you look at a, a five man front, say, for example, like the old Oki say that, 
that's pretty much you know a three four defense that type of thing and you uh, you're actually taking out a tackle and uh, you you have two tackles two inside guys and two outside guys with a four three that that puts a, another speed guy on the field. And so I felt like that was one advantage to, to that defense, and it's a pretty easy defense to adjust to. Uh, and But the thing was with speed, the reason for that being is if we had guys that, and we did, if we had guys that were recruited in the secondary, say, as strong safeties playing linebacker was a, would be a, a good example. Uh, we don't have to take anybody out of the game when you know when they go to no backs or any of that kind of stuff. Now we had a D, we had one, we did have a uh, a dime nickel. We called it nickel a defense, and uh, with one man changing, which would be the Sam backer uh, for a defensive back. So we put an extra DB in the field in certain situations. Uh, but other than that, we pretty much kept it kosher, and we tried to keep our linebackers inside because the number one thing we wanted to do was stop the run. Mm-hmm. So we played a lot of man under. And um, I guess you'd call it man under too deep type of thing. Uh, but the thing was is that I don't think people were sure what we were in because one of the big things we did was disguise our coverage uh, and to look like other things, and go. And then, of course, when the ball snapped, you go to your position. But the other thing was, is we fooled our linebackers. Now, <clears throat> there probably isn't any team that does it. Uh, fooling the linebacker, you can see a guy, a linebacker, walk in and out of the line of scrimmage sometimes. But we would, we would look like we might look like a straight line across and have both our linebackers outside on the line of scrimmage and our mic backer up on the line over a guard or over the center, or it depends on, you know, what we had in the front and stay there until the ball snapped. Now, when you do that, uh, the quarterback doesn't have a clue where if there's pressure coming. <laughs> and sometimes we didn't have any pressure coming. So they made it change the play. When you get an offense to change the play, they're doing something they don't really want to do. <laughs> They call a play because they want to do it because they think that's the best thing. If you make them have to think and do it, then that's, that's part, of the, part of the deal. And we, we played a lot of man defense. We played a, we, our, our guys had to play a lot of, lot of uh, simple coverages. It's called a count defense. One, two, three, I got number one. If I'm a corner, and that's really hard to remember. <laughs> and I'm a safety, I'm, I'm free. So, you know, so there, there were some things we tried not to do. We could change our blitzes up front with the seven man, but we didn't want to mess with those four guys back there at all if we could help it. Because uh, that's, that's where you found they got a lot of confidence in playing, and then it was you know, it was an aggressive defense, and the old saying: "You live, you, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword." But, and we did at times uh, that did happen. You know, one, you can't expect a corner to be left left out on, a, you know, by himself all the time, and uh, because somebody's going to beat him once in a while. So you have to understand that that that's a possibility. 
but you can make up for that in other ways. And uh, but that's by putting pressure on the quarterback. You can keep those things from happening. You know, if you can get a a, a good pass rush all the time, and we felt like we had a, a chance to do that. It's Charlie McBride with us here, Hale Varsity Radio, a Monday on a Tuesday mm-hmm. with Coach Charlie McBride. And Coach, one of the things we heard from Tony White today when talking about his defense was that he wants guys playing fast and playing free defensively. And he said he wants to get there by getting guys a lot of reps in practice, which which seems obvious. But is that the only way that you can get guys playing fast and, and playing, uh, you know, with, without fear of failure, if you will? Is it reps or are there any other motivating strategies that you had during your time at Nebraska to get guys playing fast on that defense? Well, I think a lot of that defense, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to have a little bit of the same philosophy and that they're going to be doing some disguising and things like that. And you have to have guys that can run to cover backs out of the backfield and, uh, you know, and be sure you know the personnel in the backfield. Uh, I think sometimes you, you know, when we, when we got ready, we, we checked to see that the quarterback, if he was a punter, would he play in high school? Mm. Is he a quarterback? Was he a quarterback? If he is, yeah, you got a, you got a chance that that guy's going to throw the ball. So there's a lot of little things, you know, you have to check on, and so you have to have everybody know that. And uh, one of the things uh, uh, that you're able to do with a, with that defense, it looks like, is you're able to do a lot of disguising and a lot of moving around so we'll just see what happens but you have to you, you can't start out full speed and I, I don't mean by running full speed i mean by throwing the whole package in there you have to kind of go a little at a time and that's the thing that's hard um uh, you know for a new a new coach with a new defense is to start from scratch kind of and that's what they're doing and then add a little each week and until you have, you know, maybe four or five games into the season, you feel pretty confident you got pretty much in what you want to have in. Um, and then there's some special plays, you, you know, defenses you put in week to week. But uh, I, I would say that looking at that defense, there's a lot of chances to do a lot of movement around. Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, as we catch up with uh, Mr. Blackshirt, get his thoughts on the, the Husker D. So, Coach, when we talk about Nebraska and this system and Coach White and the players he has, some of the names we know. We know Ty Robinson, we know Reimer, we know Henrich, we know Polar Bear. Some of the guys that have been in the program a while that have reshaped their body they're chopping to go. And then you've got some portal guys. You've got a guy like MJ Sherman that's going to be a guy off the, the edge in that, that Jack linebacker position. Rover is going to be key as well. And you had a great one in Mike Brown. Tell me a little bit about how good you think the defense can be and also the reality, which you just talked about, the fact that it's new for everybody. So it's going to take some while. It could take a while to get – uh, confident and good at what you're being asked to do? Well, I think hey, the one good thing is you have to get to know each other. Right? You, you think, well, I know everybody. You know, if you're playing there, I mm-hmm. went through spring ball with them. But, I mean, <clears throat> there's times in games when there's certain things that certain players say and do and lead and how they lead and things like that that you really don't, you really don't know about it as a fan. Uh, you probably do as a coach. And things like that, 
But you you know if you if you make it a point to 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 make it a team effort, and by that I mean responsibility. We've got to get the ball for the offense. That is period. You know we've got to, it's three and out. And let's go. You know and. And if it isn't three and out, it's going to be the next down. We're going to intercept the pass. We're going to knock the ball out. We're going to recover a fumble. We're going to make something happen. Um, and I think that all comes from within each player. Uh, and if they understand what their responsibility is to each other, and to get that ball for the the and for the and what your responsibility is to the offense, you know you got a team. And the offense, the same thing. Those guys, they understand, hey, they work their tails off to get it. we got to get it in the end zone. And so all these simple things, you know, fit together. And, they, and you know, a lot of people say, well, that's pretty simple. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> you have to do it. And, and you have to have good leaders and you have to have guys who demand things on the field of each other. And uh, and and that that'll happen. That'll that'll develop itself as time goes on. But uh, that you know the thing you worry the thing you worry the most about is a lot of times you get a couple guys hurt at one position, and you have to and and it, sometimes you have to regulate your defense because you can't run something that there's a guy in there that maybe isn't you know really ready to go or something like that. And of course that's my my philosophy was to coach for depth, and I had some things I did at practice that uh, helped me, you know, down the road a lot. And uh, but if you look at the defense and you to put thirds, threes, and fours in the game, and you're ahead twenty-eight to nothing or thirty to nothing with ten minutes or fifteen minutes left in the game, and they let them have two touchdowns. That kind of tell you that makes the number one and two guys feel pretty bad because it makes their defense look bad. And they never thought that, though. Mm-hmm. But that's what a normal person would think. Would, oh, geez, you know, these guys are scoring. It's 28 to 14 now, and, you know, and uh, the game ain't over till the fat lady sings. So <laughs> you've got to, you know, you've got to be protective of each other. And and know you know the things that that are good and bad with certain people. I mean, uh, defenses that are good and bad with certain people in the game. Coach, real quick before we say goodbye and thanks for squeezing us in today. How how uh, cautious were you about playing young guys? And when did they show or flash to be ready to go? When did you feel good about letting them go swim in the deep end? <laughs> Well, first of all, if you had to play them, that's it. That doesn't that solves your problem. You've got to go. <laughs> uh, but you know, you'll find out some kids are better football players than they that they've shown when they're on the field playing in a game. Hmm. They have the ability to do things that you can't that do in practice because they still aren't their motor still isn't connected. But when they get in the game, sometimes you're going to go, "Wow, we should have been playing this guy more." Hmm. And you're going to find that more. Than not mm. is what's going to happen. Quickly, because Charlie, these kids are standing on the sideline and want to knock somebody's brains out, and they and they'll you know they'll do a lot to anything to get in there. Quickly, Charlie, tell me about thirty seconds left here. Who were some guys that you coached that were like that? They couldn't get their motor connected until the game started getting going. 
Well, there's a lot of guys that are real quiet. I mean, I go back to the guys like Rob Stuckey. I mean, when he talks to you, you can't hear him. I mean, you know, some guys, you know, you, if you go meet Terry Keneally and some of these really nice kids, you get them in a game, you better get, you better get going because they're going to come after you. Everything they got, everything. And that's what happens. You find a lot of these players, George Andrews, who used to call them the smiling assassin, you know, and things like that. Of course, I had names, too, and, you know, we had <laughs> My name was Coach Run It Again. So when the scout team heard me say Run It Again, they knew they were going to get the snot knocked out of them. So. Coach, we'll talk next Monday as camp continues. Thanks for checking in with us today. Okay, I'll be here, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, you go catch some fish, eat some okay. wings. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Bye now. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. Joel Wilkes going to hit the O-line next.